is there a God, any God? This is the concluding chapter number eight. And I am Holy Land Man from Jerusalem. Holy Land Man has demonstrated to you, using seven different scientific methods of evidence, the existence of God. Holy Land Man has proven the existence of a very intelligent designer of life and of probably this universe. At this stage, and for the purpose of this research of Is There a God?, Holy Land Man has not made any further conclusions, and you should therefore not intuitively assume that, number one, that God belongs to any religion. Holy Land Man concluded that God is merely the one responsible for our existence. Number two, Holy Land Man has not aimed to prove here that the Bible is true or that any religion is right. Number three, the fact that Holy Land Man's conclusion is that there is a God responsible for our creation doesn't mean that he, she, it is still responsible for our existence. Number four, concluding that there is a God doesn't conclude that God is anything that any religion tells us. Number five, even if there is a God, there is no reason to become religious because Holy Land Man has not concluded that God has influence over our daily lives. Number six, Holy Land Man has merely established that we are part of an intelligent design and that we are not here by coincidence. And number seven, Holy Land Man is yet to establish what God wants, and if we do what God wants, will it better our lives? As noted at the outset, around each of these evidences was written an entire polemical literature of criticisms, responses to criticism, evidence, and counter-evidence. Anyone who is interested in refuting them is invited to be respectful and, first of all, seriously study the subject and read the books and articles written about it. Unfortunately, many atheist polemics do not bother to do so, but are content to present a straw man of the claim in order to reject it with contempt. Jumping within reality. Even if none of the evidence is absolute proof, their great power stems from putting them together. In fact, they can be seen as a move that reveals a series of unexpected jumps within reality. The first leap is in vain. The very fact that something exists and nothing does, and that something that appeared after it did not exist, the cosmological evidence. The second leap is a chaos to order. The emergence of a permanent law according to which all parts of the universe move, the evidence from the laws of nature. The third leap is inanimate to the living, the emergence of living organisms, which are the most complex works in the universe, evidence from design or complexity. The fourth leap is from life to consciousness, the emergence of consciousness in general, and of human consciousness in particular, capable of understanding the universe, the evidence from consciousness. The fifth jump is from consciousness to morality, the existence of moral intuitions that indicate the existence of absolute good and evil, the evidence from morality. The sixth leap is from an ordinary experience to an experience of religious revelation, the evidence from the revelation. And the seventh leap is the leap from ordinary human existence to the unique existence of the people of Israel, as predicted in the Torah, evidence from the history of the people of Israel. 
Atheists want us to believe that all these jumps happen by chance, that they are the result of inanimate particles of matter and blind natural forces and nothing more. In case the universe appeared, in case it has a permanent legitimacy, in case life appeared out of matter, in case they developed consciousness, in case moral sense appeared, and so on. But how likely is it to believe that all this happened by chance? I am Holy Land Man from Jerusalem, continuing with divine thoughts. Jay, please continue to read. Order or Chaos If we were to ask someone who has no idea about our universe what he thinks a planned universe should look like and what a randomly created universe would look like, he would probably answer that a planned universe will have laws, complexity, diverse creatures, consciousness, and constant progress, while an unplanned universe, if in general such a thing is possible, there will probably be chaos that leads nowhere, and if something happens to it, it will soon be destroyed. Certainly there is no reason for it to have things like consciousness, morality, or the people of Israel. Then we would remove the veil of ignorance and show the same questioner the universe as it is today, about its exact laws of nature, the variety of living beings, and humanity on the whole of its works and achievements in all fields. Which of the two options is more reasonable? Is it not clear that our universe contains too many surprising jumps to assume that it is the product of blind chance? When one considers the arguments expressed in this evidence and other philosophical evidence which is not presented here, then the existence of God becomes extremely rational and plausible. This is not a blind belief, a flying spaghetti monster or an imaginary friend as many atheists mock, but a very rational belief based on mental arguments held by many good minds, philosophers, and scholars in human history. Even if there is no absolute certainty here, there are still very good reasons to believe in God. And so we live our lives in every area, not according to absolute proofs that do not exist in any subject in the world, but according to what seems reasonable, logical, and convincing. And enough of the evidence we have brought shows that the existence of God is certainly plausible, logical, and convincing. And that will conclude our Shabbat Sunday service from Jerusalem. I'm Holy Land Man, and I'm sending my blessings to you. And thank you, Jay, for reading it so clearly. <laughs>